In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt. And nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls, we speak the language. Primo's. The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex. Built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the Apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primo's. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 93, My Last Chance to Catch a Steelhead in the Year 2016. It's a zany road trip from Virginia to Columbus, Ohio, and then up to Lake Erie around Cleveland. I spent three days chasing chrome on the tributaries around Cleveland, and this is the podcast of how it went down. The second half of this podcast will be my interview with Dan at Chagrin River Outfitters. Hope you get enjoy this one. We're going to bring a whole bunch of new stuff to you in the coming year. Enjoy. Thanks for downloading this podcast. Greetings from Ohio. And if this is the first time you've downloaded the podcast, let me explain why I'm here. Because at the beginning, it says nation's capital. So if this is your first time downloading the podcast... I am a full-time fly fishing instructor, and then I'd say then a guide in the D.C. metropolitan area, focusing on education of all things fly fishing and teaching people how to fish locally, which is urban fishing. 
lot of people back home work very hard and just don't have the time off to go far and away on weekends and on their days off. And I show them that there's pretty darn good fishing right around home. Right now, I'm on my road trip to Columbus, Ohio to my in-laws for the holidays. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. Tomorrow is Christmas or what my people call, let's go out, eat some Chinese food and go to the movies day. I'm really hoping tonight my mother-in-law makes latkes because hers are probably the best I've ever had. The first time she made them, I'm going to say I housed 10 of them. Um, I had no idea she could make such a good latke. It was like she was holding back on me. So I've got Dr. Jones in the back seat. What's up, dude? Why don't you go in the back and rustle us up some old fashions? So Dr. Jones is in the car, and I just spilled his food container so the whole car smells like dog food right now Uh, he probably enjoys it i i don't the family the ladies the pixie and the wife flew into columbus on thursday and now i'm driving all the gear uh, all the cooking stuff a bunch of groceries and my fishing gear to columbus left the house at five o'clock well, 5.17 this morning, I wanted to go back to bed, but I decided to get up with my alarm at 5. Take off, it was cold and absolutely pouring rain. There were, for the first two and a half hours, there was no visibility on the roads. You couldn't tell uh, lanes merging on and off. It was pretty horrendous. The next time I get a car, it's definitely going to have to have fog lights on it. I'm driving my car because it does better in dodgy weather. And I'm going to be up on the Great Lakes in the next couple of days. In case there are lake effect snows or any ice, inclement weather, I want to have this car. And it's smaller, so I had to pack a little bit less. I will be sleeping in this car as normal, per my preference on traveling and being a fish bum. And the plan is to go fish some Ohio tributaries, maybe meet up with Brett McRae, who's a guide out here with Chagrin River Outfitters, and he'll show me some of uh, his tricks and techniques. I did not catch any steelhead the last trip or the trip before that in New York, and I have not caught a steelhead up here in about four years. I would really like to hook into a steelhead. Spent the last couple of weeks tying up some monster intruders and they have a lot of flash in them right now and they're very pushy because the water up here, these are freestone streams and they're based on precipitation and runoff. Last week a lot of snow and ice melted so the rivers are blown out. Art was over the other night, should have recorded everything. We spent I don't know, two or three hours discussing flies. The women at a McDonald's up at the Savage River, which apparently is loaded with talent. Then we discussed steelhead, and then we tied some flies and drank some beers. He came over with guy flowers. If you don't know what guy flowers is, it's, uh, it's beer bottles. And I got some good scoop. We were talking about where to fish, what rivers. The whole point specifically was... 
we were going to drop some Google pins on my phone and he was going to give me some specific spots to fish, but that never happened. Maybe I can get him to send me those before I head up. It's 1024. I've got uh, just about 100 miles to go. This is the boring stretch through Ohio. There's not much to see. And I am just listening to music, NPR, podcasts. Uh, got a schmiskit for breakfast. And I think that's about it. I think Holt would be amazed the lack of gear I brought with me. I brought my 11-foot 8-weight switch, a 10-foot 8-weight rod. Um, I brought the OPST commando head for the switch rod and the Orvis bank shot floater for the 10-foot 8-weight. Assuming that I might also run into some carp if it's warm enough. And I've been tied up intruders and I also tied up a bunch of Cree bugs for carp. I brought one day pack full of three foam boxes of flies, my leader material, which is 30, 20, 14, 10, no, 14, 12, 10, eight pound line, a spool of 12 pound fluorocarbon, my lanyard, my machete, my pliers, and that's about it. You know, two pairs of gloves, a couple of hats, a pair of waders, boots. It's like the antipode, the antithesis of what I bring to New York. And I'm hoping maybe to bump into some people along the stream. So this will be a, a travel log of my adventure. You get to hear what a fly fishing guide gets to do on their time off. It's been a busy year. Uh, not much fishing for me. I got to do some shad fishing maybe a handful of times at the tidal basin in the springtime for largemouth. The big trip to Colorado. That's about it. Finished up my last guide trip of the year on Thursday after I dropped the ladies off. That was down at Four Mile Run in Alexandria, Virginia. And I've already started tentatively booking clients for the shad run for 2017 if you're not familiar with the shad fishing go listen to the shad fishing podcasts you will find out that is the least technical most rewarding type of fly fishing you can do it should be the capital i'd say fletcher's cove would be if you're gonna throw a dart for the capital of mid-atlantic fly fishing fletcher's cove would be it on the potomac above georgetown I'm going to start tying up shad flies for sale when I get back after I do my counting for the year. And that's all I got now. I'm going to go throw on another podcast, drink a little bit more coffee, see if Dr. Jones wants to drive so I can sit back and, and nap a bit. Um, he'd want to put his head out, but I don't have any doggles for when he usually drives. It's been cloudy and overcast. Haven't even had to wear sunglasses on this trip and um, what else Schnauzer what you got to say dude he's normally all barky barky but now he's quiet he's just being chill in the back seat he's sitting on a, a down comforter that I brought up to sleep under while I'm up there my in-laws don't really have stuff for guests like I brought the air mattress a couple sleeping bags 
and uh, the Costco down comforter. It's a pretty, pretty cushy way to sleep. And that's it for now. Stay tuned. Who knows where I'm going? Uh, who knows what I'll do, where I meet, eat, sleep? It's all up in the air. That's part of the fun of uh, you know being a, a fish bum and having a couple of days off just to go and walk some rivers, enjoy some peace and quiet, and be one with nature. That's what fly fishing's about. And I will keep you updated. So stay tuned. We're going to see how this trip goes. Greetings from the road. It is December 27th, the day after Boxing Day. And let's uh, raise our glass to Everton for beating Leicester City yesterday. The reigning champions of the Premier League. The 2-0 score. So we've been hanging out at the house. And see one of the funnier moments with the whole English... Russian thing is we were having dinner the other night and my father-in-law asks where he can get quail meat and I hear whale meat and I said you want to eat whale meat and he says yes quail meat and I said whales with flippers and he says yes quail and I said the one that lives in the water and he looks at me confused and he says quail meat and I said whale like the mammal and he looks at me and he says, quail meat. And it went back and forth for a couple of minutes before somebody had to intervene and translate the fact that we were discussing two different animals. Because I thought it was kind of gross that he wanted to eat whale meat. But I figure as a Russian, maybe Russians eat whale meat. I don't know these things. I'm still learning. So we've been staying not at the in-law's house. They own houses around the Columbus area and one of their tenants agreed to let us stay at their place uh, while they're I guess out of town and we get in there and turn on the lights and there's a picture of the wife holding what looks like a steelhead and then there's uh, the room I'm staying in our upstairs room has uh, the pillow that says a fisherman lives here with the catch of his life so it definitely looks like there's some anglers in the house that we're residing in. I'm going to leave them a nice thank you note and a couple of flies. Definitely some snow white damsels. And now I am on my way to do some carp fishing. We had a cold front move in last night, but it appears that you know we got full overhead sun, but it's November sun, so it's it's not very high in the sky, but it's pretty good for sight fishing I uh, tied up those Cree bugs on the way here those seem to be the ones that work and I'm going to go over towards my carp spot and look down from a bridge and if I see some carp I'll head back to my car and suit up and gear up and head down there if not I'm headed up to Cabela's to make some returns not holiday presents because uh, again nobody nobody got me anything for the holidays um and I did get uh, a nice bottle of bourbon, some Makers 46 from listeners from TPFR. Thank you very much. And But yeah, other than that, I, I got zero holiday gifts. So um, I'm actually going to return a Plano spool box, which uh, I don't need. And then the split shot I had purchased, 
over the summer for steelheading in New York uh, was just total total crap. They fall off with one cast, and that's just wasteful and not economic and noxious to the environment, I guess you could say. So I'm going to go return those. And then next to that is a store called Earth Share, Earth Fair. I'm making Provencal roast chicken tonight with a butternut squash gratin. So that store, if you're out in this area, is pretty awesome. It's kind of like um, a less expensive Whole Foods. And if you're in the D.C. area, it's like Mom's My Organic Market. There's a lot of cool stuff, and I like to support them. So I've got to go get lots of garlic, shallots, some vermouth, herbs. But uh, the Herbs de Provence are pre-packaged from the butcher shop across the street from where we live. Trying to think of what else we could discuss now. Um, My holiday gift to myself was I got a new pair of pants at Walmart. I got a new pair of Dickies. So I'm excited to have a new pair of pants for the first time in several years. I'm going to put this mic down and concentrate more on the road. I have recently learned that there's a building out here that's shaped like a picnic basket. I may want to go look for that at some point. I'm glad to know that cop, well, that was not a cop that's been riding me for the last, and I'm in the right lane going kind of slow. There's been a car behind me, and you never know what undercover cars look like these days. Maybe I'll get pulled over by Greg Senyo up here. So that's it. I'll let you know how this adventure goes. The plan is now that the warm front came through and has broken up most of the ice that's been covering the tributaries to Lake Erie. Plan is to get up at, I don't know, 5.30 tomorrow and head north. Stop at the shops and do some fishing. Camp. Get up. Do it again. Maybe eat a burrito. Maybe find a a greasy spoon or something. And I'm going to go steelhead fishing for the next couple of days. Alright, I'm uh, approaching the skyline of Columbus. I gotta find an exit here to some other highway. And still, I mean, there's just never any traffic here. It's amazing. All right, that's it. So it looks like we got a little bit more rain than expected last night. Uh, when we went to bed, it was uh, it was pouring. I don't really know how the rivers deal with rain up here because I'm not here too often. But my carb spot is blown out and just looks like chocolate milk with logs. So I got back in the car and I'm going to head up to Gemini Place, which is where the Cabela's and Earth Fair is. And I'm going to run over to Alum. Maybe the tailwater there isn't as blown out, but you know what else? I got time today. Why not go check it out? If nothing else, I'm going to go back, start preparing dinner. And I will start uh, on the carp podcast. I need to get a jump drive first because I can't find mine. And I don't want to save anything to my dodgy little computer. So I'm going to go get back on the Ohio roads. And while I'm here, I need to stock up on some Skyline chili cans. Because if you just need a quick and dirty meal at home, Skyline chili and some spaghetti, it's pretty darn good. So I'm going to go... Sign off again. It's only been five minutes since I spoke with y'all last. But um, yeah, total bust down here at the carp spot.
at least I didn't have to break out the waders and rig everything up because it's a little cold out. Definitely a cold front last night. All right. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, I hadn't meant to spend vacation dilly-dallying, but that seems what I'm doing. Cabela's, to me, is like Netflix. There's a whole lot there, but nothing you really want. Cut you off, lady. Watch out. So I returned my stuff there, and the line was huge. And I walk around, and there's nothing, nothing I need, nothing I want. Go over towards Earth Fair, and I see Hobby Lobby. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go sniff around in there. They do have ostrich plumes dyed in about ten colors, the ones you can use for the Snow White Damsel. However, I don't know the dye quality on them, whether or not they will bleed. In the water, the colors will fade. They'll get bleached out. Whatever. Give it a try. They're like three bucks a plume. It's worth a shot. They have some pretty cool yarns. Some cool hackle-like materials and, and other weird ones I took photos of and posted. I was hoping to find some more interesting stuff in the foam department. Yeah, that didn't happen. So then I go over to Earth Fair, and I just don't know, man. They just didn't have what I needed for dinner tonight. I ended up buying uh, some mixed olives and some pepidus for appetizers. I got a cool eucalyptus bar of soap. That's about it. Um, I went over to check out Field and Stream, which I've never been in before. I've seen pictures when... Um, Teach Stouffer posts them when they open, and you remember Teach way back in the day with the Fish Stick podcast. So I walked through there, nothing much. They have Ariat boots, which is pretty cool. If they had the uh, pair I wear, I probably would have bought a new one. You remember back when I went wet wading with these in Colorado? They still smell pretty horrendous. When I take them off at night, uh, the wife usually asks, or thinks that there's mildew in the bedroom. And I have to remember to throw them in the downstairs when I take them off, get into bed. They just have a funk. Walk through the fishing department. You remember I interviewed the Superfly company out of Canada a couple years ago on the podcast in ICAST IFTD in Florida. I did not know they had such a wide variety of tying materials. They had about two to three aisles of tying material at Field and Stream that was all Superfly. They had some nice uh, guinea fowl if you're tying up some steelhead flies. Those were nice, a lot of egg yarns. Kept looking for somebody in the fishing department. Uh, no one was there. So I looked around some more and more, trying to find a nice holder for my fishing pliers. No one was there. So I wandered around some more, found a cool toy. It's a earplug gun and I'm assuming it's for clean not earplug it's a swab like the ones that you're not supposed to use in your ear but everyone does it's a gun that shoots those that looked like it'd be fun but somebody would probably get one in their eye 
So I didn't buy that. Then I talked to the guy in the hunting department, said, you know anything about the fishing around here, whether it's going to be fishable right now? And he's like, nah, there's, there's two guys in fishing. Go talk to them. So I went back and looked for them. And again, nobody in the fishing department. So not good guys at Field and Stream. That was uh, two strikeouts and, and I never bought anything from you. Uh, there's no one there to help me. From there, I did the quick hop across the interstate over to Alum Reservoir, which crazy windy when I get there. That's when I got the breaking news that uh, Princess Leia has passed away. I thought George Michael would be the bookend, hopefully, as our last celebrity death. Not hoping that he died. Uh, we've been listening to his albums nonstop the last couple of days. Yeah, 2016 is just like the uh, the Grim Reaper for celebrities. It's bizarre. I get over there, and there's one dude fishing. He's from out of town. He's got some weird bait thing on I've never seen with a steel leader. I'm like, you fishing for muskie? And he's like, ah, I'm not from here. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm out there with my 10-foot-8 weight, and I biggest fly I have is a herring jig for catfish that we throw on the 10 weight on the boat tied one of those on did a couple lobs can't cast it it's a quarter ounce jig head no love that way and I, I putzed around a little bit and just decided all right I got errands to run I need to go to Trader Joe's now to get the pre-cut up butternut squash Ooh, that was a dead turkey on the road free time material I'm making a butternut squash gratin tonight and I needed thyme, rosemary, you know, possibly a fontina or a comte or a, a gruyere. And Trader Joe sells the squash already pre-cut up and everything. So I, I'd run over to Easton, pick that stuff up. They don't have thyme. And I also want one of those big containers of pre-peeled garlic. And I didn't find anything I was really looking for. I ended up buying a bottle of uh, sparkling kava brut for tonight. And nothing much else was there. And I got a bag of the uh, their version of Pirate's Booty for the ride up tomorrow. So I can have a little bit of chow, eat on the road. I'm on my way now to Kroger because I need to get these ingredients. Like I said, I didn't plan on running errands today, but uh, I got to get back and start making dough for baguettes because it's all French food tonight that's about it I'm going over Alum Creek down here just north of Bexley and I still plan on going to this bar up here at some point called Liska or Liska's it's just this dodgy looking hole in the wall I've been driving past for 17 years and at some point I'm going to go in the wife and I keep joking I'll text hey are you where are you right now? And she's actually at the gym, but she's like, I'm at Liska's. Here it is, Liska's. Dawson Avenue and 5th. I don't even know if they're open or not ever. There's no real lights on the inside. While I am at Kroger, though, I'm going to go get some more of that uh, cans of the Skyline Chili. So that's it for today. I'm going to go back, make dinner, start prepping my gear, take out the layers I need for the next couple of days. And first thing in the morning, I'm headed up to the Chagrin River. I'm going to text Brett when I get back, see if he's able to fish. And I'm going to start swinging some, some streamers up there in this murky water. I got some big, pushy, flashy bugs. We'll see how I do.
Well, I'm on the Rocky River at the moment, and I found a random spot on Google Maps, plugged it in, and drove up this morning. It's uh, a river boss said it's it's low, but it's turbid. It's uh, it's chocolate chocolate muddy brown. So I'm gonna move upriver, hoping the further upriver I go, the clarity might improve. I've got. Basically, I'm using just Google Maps, and I'm picking Cleveland Metro Parks and picnic areas along the river, and I've dropped pins on them, and I'm just going to move my way north. I wouldn't mind finding the spot that Matt showed me the last time I was up here, which was two or three years ago now, and I think I'll spend, you know, most of the day down here, and then... In the evening, I will head west. This person in front of me is going like six miles an hour, and I'm the tourist. So I'm passing a Cottonwood Picnic Area right now. It's beautiful out here. A lot of big pine trees, just old trees. For some reason, there are trees on the woods along the road that have been cut down with chainsaws and just left there. I don't know why. There's plenty of good firewood. Um, I'm hitting the brakes now, man. These people in front of me are driving like crazy slow. Looks like to be a big floodplain along the river here. Signs for uh, Falling Rock. And if you don't know what that means, it means that uh, the Native American princess Falling Rock had been spotted here. And when you see those signs driving with kids, be sure to point them out to keep the kids occupied while they look for the princess who may have been spotted in the area. I am honestly, how slow am I going right now? Okay, about 18 miles an hour. I've got five minutes to go at this speed. Yeah, just all these trees have just been cut down around here. I don't get it. Uh, I'm going to try and find a nice lunch spot maybe out here. And we will see where the, the water picks up. Brett texted this morning and suggested I go to Pennsylvania. I just wasn't in the mood for a, that far of a drive today. Uh, maybe tomorrow after I get a sleep up here. But for now, my focus is going to be the Erie Tribs in Ohio. Going to hopefully tonight, the Chagrin River drops a bit, and that'll be fishable by tomorrow. And we're just going to make this up as we go, as always. Just got, you know, a couple days away from the family and try and catch that, that last steelhead of the year. Woo! All right, let's uh, let's catch up with the day. It is, it's cold, it's dark, and it's gonna snow tonight. If we had this kind of snow forecast back home, it would be pandemonium. That's also what they call it when a panda, panda gets born at the zoo. It's pandemonium. Uh, but everyone's going about their things. I guess snow is normal up here with the lake effects. I am in. I don't know where I am. Uh, I'm in Shea Sam Walton's lot right now, and I just destroyed half a Chipotle burrito. Lucky for me, I guess, it, the burrito split when they were wrapping it, so they double wrapped it, and this thing is monstrous, and it's going to feed me for, you know, it's like a, an anaconda eating a gazelle. It's going to last in my belly. I guess anacondas can't eat gazelles because they live in different continents. St. Anaconda eating a capybara. 
Things are going to last a while. It's going to take a long time to digest, like the Sarlacc eating uh, those guys in Return of the Jedi. Okay, so I last finished, I was headed up, and I did find the spot that Matt sent me to, which turns out to be the West Rocky, maybe, or a tributary of the Rocky. Maybe it's called the Side Rocky River. Anyway, it was blown out. It was high, it was muddy. There was a father and son fishing bait, and I took a couple swings. I was like, huh. Art gives me a call, because we got the modern technology now. I've got Art calling me and Brett texting me. So Art suggests I head downriver. So I went upriver for clearer water. He says that they're going to be downriver because of the cold and they're still coming into the river. And apparently still, this is a springtime fishery. This is the off season. But there are people up and down the entire river. So I drive down maybe 10 minutes and I park and get out and it's a pretty wide, muddy section and there are people fishing, mostly uh, with just rubber waders and, and knee highs on, <clears throat> dragging bait around. And I start swinging streamers, looking for good fishy water. I'm just not finding any good fishy water. I can't really take more than a step into the river because I can't see, even in the shallows, how deep it is. And I don't want to end up with my hat floating. I keep moving downstream. I pass two guys fly fishing. One guy walks out and shrugs. I move downstream and I find a family. There's like this old plastic pipe thing on the shore. And there, I guess the mom, the daughter, and a son are hanging out while another daughter and the dad and another son are in the water. And they said it's been slow and they're all shivering. It was a nice cut bank on the far side. And we were all throwing flies up into the foam line and bubbles and doing long, slow drifts. And then I'd move downstream and tried swinging all the way across and down between riffles and drop-offs, but nothing. So I get out, and I want to see what's downriver. And I get out, I start walking downstream, and I find this awesome riffle. There are these massive bridges across this, I don't know what they call them up here, maybe canyons or valleys, but these rivers throughout time and geologic time have scoured out this landscape. You got these high shale walls on either side, and this riffle looks perfect, and I'm starting to swing through there. I get a call from Art. He says he talked to Turnpike Walt. Turnpike Walt says the stream gauge is broken. That's why this morning when I told you that it looked to be low and good flowing, it was completely off. It has been broken since before Christmas. That is why the water was high and muddy and stained and no one was catching fish. Art tells me to move downstream to another spot and he's explaining it to me, modern technology. I've got Google Maps out and I find a spot, drop a pin, walk about 15 minutes back to the car and go down. And there's people, there's trails and sidewalks and restroom facilities and parking lots. There are exercising platform things to do. And people with dogs everywhere. Every shape, color, and size of dog you can imagine is out there. People are just enjoying, for uh, I guess it's the holidays that people are taking off, but you would have thought it was a Saturday. Today is Wednesday. Then I get to the car, drive downstream. 
and I hop out and I just want to walk down to the river and I see three guys spin fishing and one person fly fishing and the person fly fishing is throwing that line all over the place. So I walk down there and say, hey, I'm going to help you out with your cast if you don't mind. And they're all like, we're all novices. Turns out to be a young lady. And I help her with her cast, help her slow it down, help her from bringing the rod too far behind her head, explaining the downward cast, how it's different from the back cast and the timing involved. And then I say, all right, I'm going to go grab my gear. I'll be back with a bunch of flies for you. So I come back to my car, grab her a bunch of snow white damsels, some worms, Sucker spawns, blood dots, egg flies, just a random pile of steelhead flies. Grab my gear, head back down to the river, and give them to her. With a couple more casting instructions. I move upstream, and I'm not catching anything but the bottom. After losing two intruders with OPST hooks on them, I was a little pissed. And I ended up breaking off at the 20-pound to 30-pound knot on that last one. So I was done. I had it with, with the river. Decided to pack up and head east towards Chagrin River, which Brett said should be clearing up by tomorrow. So I drive out and decide to head to Chagrin River Outfitters first. And I do. And I park and walk in, and it's nice and warm and cozy. They've got cookies on the table, and there's all sorts of bottles of hooch around the Christmas tree. Introduce myself to Dan, and then there's another guy there who's just big. Looks like he can handle himself in a bar fight. And then uh, out of nowhere, Brett just walks through the door. So it's kind of weird seeing somebody from your fly fishing club from D.C. up in Ohio. Uh, it was completely out of context. But Brett ends up having to head back to D.C., so he can't fish with me the rest of the week. Um, hang out there. We discuss who ties their flies. Uh, it's Aquaflies from out west. There are some great tutorials and pictures on their website. Uh, look at the tying material. Try to get a shirt for a friend, but they don't have anything super small. Uh, nothing I really needed there. I feel bad I didn't buy anything. And Dan and Brett and the other guy all decide I should fish upriver tomorrow because that should be more clear. So I guess I was on the right start today with the Rocky, but the Rocky was all out of whack. We looked at some maps, went over places to swing versus places to nymph. Uh, then I headed up here to Walmart where I bought a bag of Swedish fish and a gallon of water and a purple Powerade. I wish those sports drink A, didn't have all the sugar and B, didn't have food coloring because frankly, who really needs the food coloring? And then I ran over to Chipotle, got that monster burrito, and I'm sitting here in the car. I'm going to catch up on some uh, Amazon Prime. And I'm going to go to bed early, get up, and fish the chagrin. If it sucks tomorrow, I'm going to drive home. But if it doesn't suck, I might stay another night. Depending on how much snow we get, I'm assuming I'm going to have to clear off the car in the morning before I roll out of here. But I got my... Uh, Tempur-Pedic sleeping bag, my ground pad, my giant down jacket, my down vest, my puff vest. I've got a zero degree down bag. I've got a 32 degree regular bag, a balaclava, a face mask, a hat. I will sleep extremely cozy in here this evening. I'm stretched out and it should be a nice, chill, quiet evening. Believe it or not, I enjoy this. I don't get much time to myself back home, running around, being a stay-at-home dad. Uh, 
and then guiding in between that and dad and stay-at-home dad duties and husband duties. So it's nice to get out, explore, drive around, listen to music, listen to podcasts. Just sleeping in the car is fun for me. I dig it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch some some iPhone and I'm gonna call it a night. It's only uh, what time is that? It's like 5:30 right now. I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. snow it's one of the best parts about fly fishing is when you get to do it in the snow there's nothing like it I'm walking up the Chagrin River right now based on the parking lots this morning I probably have this place to myself there's some fresh tracks here on what I found to be a nice trail those could have been from yesterday I'm not sure aren't really any spikes in the footprints so you know probably wasn't a steelhead angler I got a pretty good night's sleep last night. Woke up a couple times, had to move things around to stay warm. The snow didn't really arrive. There was some ice on the car, that was about it. When I woke up, the wind was howling. The sign on the light next to the car was flapping back and forth, like in a movie when a fast car rides by and the metal rattles. Decided to stay in my sleeping bag for another hour underneath a down comforter, which I forgot to mention that I brought. I think I might park myself up here for a bit and fish. This is some beautiful woods and pretty water. So I woke up, got the car started, got dressed, put the contacts in, brushed, rolled over to Ronald's place, got some egg McMuffins and egg on a biscuit, and from there, uh, I watched one guy going around asking if you know, I was definitely the youngest person in that, that McDonald's. This guy was asking if uh, there were veterans shaking their hands. I'm gonna park myself. There's a natural little step of a route right here. I'm gonna cool off before I fish. It's a long walk. Whew. Gotta take all my hats and layers off now. Last thing you wanna do is get sweaty and let that sweat cool off. That's where the hypothermia comes in, kids. Open up my jacket a bit here too, with that body heat out. So I, I got myself a small coffee and, and pulled up Google Maps and, and came down here to a spot I fished with Jimmy Lampros a couple years back. It was a little blown out, so I went downstream and two cars in that lot and the river where I wanted to fish was not accessible unless trespassing. So I decided to make a U-turn, come back up here, parked, suited up, and I've got all this to myself. Absolutely unbelievable to have steelhead water on a snowy day to yourself. It's not something I'm used to. There's no litter out here. You can hear some cars, but it's just the snow falling and a couple birds here and there. And there's some deer around. There's some steamy poop piles. So I know they're, they weren't too far off. The plan now, well, you can feel that wind. Cover that up for Jason here. I think I've got my screen in, in my backpack, but it's buried. So I'm going to fish. I got all day. Uh, it looks like I've got to bring somebody back from Cleveland. 
So I might spend the night here regardless if the fishing's good or not. Matt sent me a, a deli to go get a good sandwich. Um, I don't know if he's fishing or not. I probably got to pull my phone out and check, see if we can meet up. And then, um, yeah, you can go swing. I got to rebuild my leader. And I found some nice pocket water I took a video of, so it'll be up on YouTube by the time you're hearing this. And if there's time today, I'm going to head back to the shop and see if I can get Dan on the podcast. He's out duck hunting today. It's overcast. It's quiet. I think he'd rather be duck hunting than sitting down in front of a mic with me. So I'm going to get things going and see if I can uh, pull a steelhead out of the river, as Eyeball said on Stand By Me. If you hunt enough, you learn the truth. What you seek speaks a language and knows it well. That's why every Primo's call for everything you hunt is made the right way. We sweat every detail so you get more out of every hunt. And nothing leaves our hand until we know it'll work in yours. Because we don't just make the world's best calls. We speak the language. Primo's. It's actually just, I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. This is a pretty good way to spend the end of the year. Listen to that quiet. At least the scenery is nice. It's, uh, it's almost one o'clock now probably done maybe a mile of river so far the top section that was so fishy looking had nothing downstream now I am in this absolutely amazing riffly water where if I was a fish I'd be hanging out here because I know there's bugs there's structure there's cover from above with the ripples and the bubbles and there's lots of oxygen. And I'm not finding anything. I've, uh, I've lost about four intruders so far. Maybe I should have tied more. Uh, no wildlife out here. I saw maybe one bird. The snow's still slightly coming down. I, I wish I had my yellow polarized glasses on out here. And the weather's kind of wacky. I got to cover up my head, neck, and face. And then a minute later, I'll take it all off and then put it back up and take it all off. Still haven't worn gloves. I guess I have enough layers on that my hands don't need to be covered. I'm going to see how long I'm going to put up with this. The water's clear. I can see maybe six inches down, maybe ten along the shore. It's definitely easier today to see where I'm stepping. I'm hoping as the day goes on, this water just clears up and drops a bit. I was able to access the point that Jim Lampro showed me a couple years back. I'm down below that now. I found a dumpster. That's a new one. So if I guess I get stuck out here in a heavy snowstorm, I can go sit in there and <clears throat> chill out for a bit. I must have washed down somewhere. Or you can't beat a day like this. You know, a fish would top it off and make it awesome, but I have a river to myself. Like I said, it's snowing. And I'm right now just trying to read the water, figure out where a fresh fish would be that's coming in from the Great Lakes. They probably don't want to be in skinny water. 
I'm looking for seams, drop-offs, pockets of slow water, something deep, but it's it's reading water and not being able to see through it. I really have no idea a lot of the water I'm fishing. It's different than last time I was here. It's about a foot higher. The beach where Jimmy and I kind of camped out with his dog for that morning is completely underwater. And there's thorns everywhere. I do not like thorns. I just grabbed a tree by accident and uh, got several puncture wounds in my hand. I'm going to keep swinging flies, trying to, to, to dredge something up from the depths. Right now I've got an orange and peach chartreuse intruder on. I'm not too concerned about the color of the intruder wire as that's always buried underneath all my material anyway. I don't really think the intruder wire color matters. These flies are tied half with Senyo wire, half with 30-pound braid. Or tiger wire, fire wire, whatever that stuff's called. I don't know. I just, I just pick up the spool off my desk and cut a piece off when I need it. So I'm just going to sit here and just keep, uh, keep prospecting for steelhead. We'll see how the rest of the day goes. I called it after five and a half to six hours of fishing. It's nearly bluebird skies. The water was clearing. The only living thing I saw today was a hawk. That was it. Nothing. I didn't even see another angler in the river. I went down eventually to this. Look, there's a car completely covered in snow. Where did they come from? No one else has got snow on their car. Crazy. Cray cray. All right. So I uh, didn't see another angler. Went down to the spot where I caught my first and only Ohio steelhead. It was a little sketchy crossing because the water wasn't too clear. But I found a sturdy stick and chopped off the branches with my machete and I waded down at a cross and had the entire spot to myself. The last two times I were there, people were camped out all day. So I feel kind of lucky to have had it to myself. I'm assuming it was empty because the fishing sucked today. And then I fished some perfect looking water below it, nothing. I swapped out Dumbbell-eyed intruders versus non-weighted intruders, different colors, lengths, nothing. Um, while I was emicturating, you know, with my back to the shore, I looked into the woods and saw a nice chaise lounge. I ended up grabbing that and sitting on that and uh, got a little, little R&R for a bit. And no one showed up. There were a couple cars in the lot. There was one guy sleeping in his Jeep. I don't know if he was an angler, didn't have any fish stickers on his car. Uh, And I'm on my way now to go find out the deal with the Chagrin River and and get some first-hand knowledge about some steelhead alley with Dan of Chagrin River Outfitters. It was nice to get out of my stinky wet waders. I've got all the windows down right now in the back so I can get some air moving and dry out the outside of my waders. And then once that's done, I'm going to dry out the inside. Uh, It was a little damp. I don't know if that was just from schwitzing from all the walking. I put in a couple miles today. Or if after nearly five full seasons, or I should say five years, my waders might actually have a little bit of a leak in them. They got a couple patches on them, but they've lasted now five 
full years. It'll be six years starting Sunday morning. I'm driving along River Road. Again, this is just absolutely beautiful. If the fishing sucks up here, at least the scenery is gorgeous. I've got this long winding river on my left and just massive houses and these thick pine trees everywhere lining the river and the street. The street signs are wrapped like candy canes. These houses just look like they should have fairy tale characters living in them. It's it's something else. It, it, I don't. Some of these houses would go for about eight to nine million where I live. Uh, you might find these houses along Great Falls. That's about it. So here's another car in a pullout, but they could probably just be walking a dog. Because oh no, there is somebody. There was some dude in the middle of the river. He was got a, like a blue Chevy. And a red and white hat. And he was facing downstream and his rod wasn't bent. I'm headed to the shop now. I'm going to put this down. And uh, I've been jamming out. I found my iPod Touch in the car. So I've been listening to John Mayer's Room for Squares first album, Limited Edition. It's a gem. I'm not a fan of his modern stuff, except when he plays with the dead. But yeah, check that old album out if you can. All right. I'm... uh, I'm going to go focus on the scenery and not on talking to y'all. Check in with you at the shop. Well, good snowy morning to you. Let's hope this comes out. I'm, uh, you're in my pocket right now. My chest pocket. I'm back on the river at uh, the swinging spot that we had referred to earlier. Uh, so last I left you, I was headed up to the shop to talk with Dan. It looks like we're going to make that into its own separate podcast full of all sorts of information. Uh, but one thing he mentioned is that these fish are more likely to grab a natural food source item than something like an intruder. Because they'd be like, ooh, they know that's food. They're going to go after it. So I've been swinging out here for about 20 minutes. Uh, guides are getting icy. It's cold, snowy, windy. Everything's covered in a fresh powder. I'm now throwing a uh, a white bugger with a orange bead, glass bead on it. It's the same one we tied at Beer Tie in December. And behind that, I've got a kind of the three loop pink lady from Art. And I'm ticking bottom. It'd be nice if I could get a fish before I go home. I'm gonna leave. This spot in uh, about 40 minutes and move upstream. I am pressed for time. I have to be off the river by noon to uh, pick up Uncle Steve and drive him from Cleveland back down to Columbus. Got my Chipotle burrito last night. The line was enormously long, so the whole Chipotle not doing well. Uh, the one up here is doing quite fine by my standards. Oh, shit. You just heard me get my feet stuck in the mud. I'm on my knees now. Oh, damn. All right, that's the hilarity for this trip. Jeez. Um, I was ankle, beyond ankle deep in mud and got stuck in it, and you just heard me fall. Um, a lot of deposit on this side of the bank, so I'm casting in the far side, the cut bank. So I got my Chipotle burrito and headed back to Shea Sam Walton, back in the mud. Bear with me here. 
and had a Labatt, ate my burrito and watched The Mockingjay Part 2, which is a stupid movie. Don't waste your time with it. Move head up into here. There's so much mud on this side of the bank, it's really hard to stand without completely getting stuck and mired. We got uh, crazy snow and windstorm last night. Took a while to get all of the snow and ice off the car this morning. Eventually did it, headed down here, not with breakfast in me, a little hungry. two guys more people than I saw out on this stretch all day yesterday. I think I'm about to put on another split shot. Whew. And um, so I'm going to hit up that sandwich place that Matt suggested on my way out to get Uncle Steve. So uh, I'm going to hang up on y'all and use some of my techniques I learned from Dan last night and see if I can't find myself a fish probably nice and warm wherever you are. My ear's about to fall off. Alright, well, fishing is done for the year. 2017. Cut off my last fly of the year. About half an hour ago. Changed out of my stank clothes in the parking lot. And pulled off the river. Found a nice little spot. Um, let me backtrack a bit. So I went to go fish the waterfall. And the staircase down to the waterfalls was closed. So I kind of scrambled down the hillside. Get down there. Water's crazy turbulent. And there's spray coming off, which is just freezing all over me. And I did a couple of casts and said, forget this. I'm going to go work my way back downstream. And I had been looking at Google Maps and found a spot and pulled in there. And there was a guy working and I said, you mind if I fish here for a little bit? And he said, knock yourself out, man. Have fun. So I fished a little bit longer. It's a beautiful spot. There was a crystal clear side trib coming in. So the water was much more clear. Very nice, deep flowing water with a big eddy on the side and some sunken trees. Just real good steelhead water. There just weren't any fish there. So I tried and tried and I switched between intruders and uh, if you follow on Instagram, I call it just the guide fly. It's, just a, it's a, a risen fly, mercury silver bead with uh, chartreuse estaz, woolly bugger. It's bright, easy to see. And then I dropped a, like a blood's dotty looking thing behind it. And uh, no luck. So I went up, cleaned all my gear off, changed into uh, some clean shirts, and got out of my waders, packed up the rod, put all the gear away, put the sleeping bags back in their stuff sacks, and uh, decided to go find a sandwich. So Matt had suggested a place called Corky and Lenny's, and it was about a 10-minute drive from the river, and there's not a parking spot around. Finally, I just sit there and wait, and one opens up, and I walk into this place, and it's it's a deli of my childhood. This is the kind of place that my dad would seek out on road trips. Just long counters full of food and meats and knishes and latkes and herring and egg salad and tuna salad and 
different worsts and bolognese and salamis and it was the smell was incredible I didn't know how the place worked so I asked around and I ended up getting a number five which was corned beef and pastrami uh, Russian dressing lettuce tomato on this pillowy rye bread with this just chewy amazing crust came with a side of slaw some pickles I ordered per Matt's suggestion a humongous latka um, these things were, were big and I've never had a latka like this very dense uh, I prefer my latka a little more salt on it but hey I, I'm you know I'm eating in the car so um, I bought a whole bunch of extra spicy horseradish a like eight ounce jar of horseradish is a dollar like 29 so I bought three of them and I can't wait to go home and make some sandwiches I also bought some spicy mustards I got some pickled herring for the wife for her breakfast tomorrow and I got some lollipops for the pixie so what do you want me to get me if I go on a road trip she said lollipops so I got her lollipops the place was a mob scene in there uh, it just uh, unbelievable I'm definitely going back so the fishing sucked uh, that made up for it. this trip was worth that sandwich so now let's go through our sandwiches we have Rocky's hot chicken we have boxcar Betty's we have the original or old what about Bob's there's the cheeseburger bacon cheeseburger torta at um, the taco joint back home I'm trying to think of what other other great sandwiches I, I may have forgotten since uh, we went over our, our best sandwiches in the world list oh I can't neglect uh, you have to say my new favorite club sandwich is probably at the silver diner back home that's that's up there alright so yeah you hear that the food was freaking ridiculous I got a full belly and I'm on the road, just had a uh, blue sky, like organic grape soda made with cane sugar to go with my sandwich. I brought, picked those up in Columbus. Can't get those back home. So the fishing this year, you know, we had an awesome shad run because it didn't rain all of March and April. And then May was nothing but rain. We had a great year on the boat. We got a snakehead. We got some gar, plenty of huge bass, uh, no catfish, I think. And I had some time to fish for shad myself. I think I got spoiled this year out in Colorado with the trout fishing and then the carp here in Ohio and back in Colorado. So maybe that's why my steelheading adventures just didn't happen. I don't know. Um... You know, I fished the Chagrin hard for two days. I fished the Rocky hard for one day. Spent six days up on the Salmon River, New York. Maybe just steelhead were not in my deck of cards for 2016. New Year starts on Sunday morning. Don't really have any big fishing plans or destinations. I'm already planning for the Shad Run. If you want some flies or need some advice on how to fish for Shad... If you're not in the D.C. metro area, I highly suggest you make a road trip, get an Airbnb somewhere, and 
fish the shad run. It's like nothing you've experienced. It's the Potomac is the Mid Atlantic's premier fishing destination, hands down. Especially in the spring. Um, I had some good time on the tidal basin. You know, I really haven't. This is the first time I fished. I haven't caught a fish now since uh, August in Colorado. So it's it's been a couple of rough months, but I did get out a couple times and, and fish over the summer. In the spring when uh, the kid was in school. But I'm going to look forward to see what 2017 has. We have coming up the Fly Fishing Show in Somerset. We have the Fly Fishing Show in Lancaster. There is Lefty's 17th Annual Tie Fest on the 18th of March. And then we've got the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. And the Project Healing Waters 2 Fly. And Shad should be in by mid-April depending on weather it's gonna be a solid may i hope and i've got my new uh dragonfly to introduce at somerset so stay tuned for that i'm gonna end up this podcast now on a high note with that sandwich i was a little bummed a couple minutes ago because uh spent all this time driving and losing flies and that just gives me an excuse to uh tie up more intruders right all right. Yeah, so let's end it. We got New Year's Eve coming up. We got the Buckeyes game against Clemson. And uh, we're going to make the podcast after this our talk at Chagrin River Outfitters with Dan. All right, I'm going to take you out with the Gabe Dixon band. Happy New Year, everybody. Or in the words of Eddie Murphy, Merry New Year. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
Join Waypoint TV's Great Outdoors Month celebration presented by Battery Tender every Tuesday and Sunday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy fishing and hunting content that will inspire you to get outside, but also to take action in preserving the land and water that allows us to do what we love most. Tuesdays and Sundays in June starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.